The San Francisco 49ers got their revenge on the Philadelphia Eagles. The Chiefs offense fell asleep at the wheel once again, and somehow the Jets continue to permeate their ways into our social media feeds and the news cycle. Uh, But welcome to another edition of It's a Football Podcast, brought to you by USA Today Sports. I'm Safi Dean, joined by Tyler Dragon. We are your NFL insiders with USA Today. Tyler, how's it going, man? It's going good, Saf, and I'm wearing red to represent that 49ers beatdown against the Philadelphia Eagles. That's just, you know, another reminder that the West Coast is the best coast. You feel me? Yeah, yeah. We we all know you like San Francisco. We all know you like San Francisco better than Los Angeles, too, right? Hey, no, no, no. I didn't say all that. I'm just representing <laughs> for all the West Coast people out here. All right. Well, I well, I got my Kelly Green on. I ain't worried about that. We'll talk about the 49ers and Eagles later. Uh, but let's talk about Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars real quick, Tyler, because uh, obviously on Monday Night Football, the Jaguars lost to the Cincinnati Bengals. Jake Browning, the backup quarterback for Joe Burrow, came in, did his thing, man. I thought it was going to be a, be a blowout in one direction, and it out being a really good overtime game on Monday Night Football. Um, and the big story, Trevor Lawrence having a right leg injury. Uh, now, Doug Peterson, the Jaguars coach, said on on Tuesday, uh, that uh, Trevor Lawrence has a right ankle sprain. Um, so we don't know what, how much that entails of how long he'll be out, whether it's a high ankle, low ankle, um, if tightrope surgery is an option. Uh, all of these things are, are sort of probably on the table for Jacksonville. Christian Kirk also has a core muscle injury that could require surgery, according to reports. So the Jaguars were looking at the number one seed you know, to begin this game. And now they're still in the lead of their division, but I think their their season definitely took a turn um, for the negative on Monday night. Tyler, what did you think when you first saw Trevor Lawrence go down? Yeah, I thought it was worse than what it came out to be What uh, after the MRI and everything. It did reveal a right high ankle sprain. Uh, his status is in doubt uh, for uh, Week 14's game against the Browns, but it's not a season ending injury, which I was uh, fearful of when I saw it and saw the replay. It did not look good at all, especially his reaction on the field. Um, but then on top of that, like you said, Christian Kirk, he's going to be out multiple weeks, if not the season. Um, he's expected to have surgery on that core muscle injury. That's not good for that offense. Obviously one of their uh, top pass catchers on the outside and when I'm looking at the Jaguars they were looking like a team that was in contention for that number one seed in AFC but after that Monday night loss against a Bengals team who's obviously battling their own injuries I just don't see it happening for the Jaguars it's just too much to overcome especially that that's a a bad bad loss to the Bengals uh, Monday night at home so even if Trevor Lawrence does play in week 14. He's not going to be 100%. And then you're going up against a Cleveland Browns team with arguably the best defense in the league. They have the number one ranked defense in the NFL. And then they have the Baltimore Ravens after that. Like, that's not good. It's not good for the Jaguars. They're not going to get the number one seed. Silver lining is they're still a playoff team, and they still could win the division. But that's going to be tough as well with the Houston Texans right now. 
Well, it's not just the Houston Texans; it's the Indy Colts too, man. Somehow, some nah. way, the Colts are seven <laughs> and five, man. The Colts are having a better season than a lot of other teams in the league right now. Um, but I do agree with you; the Texans are the biggest threat to them. I think when I go back and, and think about that Jaguars Texans game a couple of weeks ago, Tyler, the Jaguars really won that by the skin of their teeth. Like the Texans kicker missed the field goal from fifty-eight, and it doinked right on the crossbar. Um, and they made some mistakes in that game that I didn't think they were going to come back from. So I think just just that win alone and having that advantage over Houston, you know, gives you a little bit of cushion that you can maybe want to sit Trevor Lawrence for this game coming up this week, you know, against the uh, Browns. And so that he's, you know, available for the Ravens game the week after. Um, I think that would be Jacksonville's best play instead of having him go out there like that. Um, but it's not just it's, it's not just Trevor Lawrence, it's not just Christian Kirk too. You know, Travis uh, Travis Entian also had a ribs injury in that game. Um, they didn't play all of it, played most of it. But um, the Jaguars are a little ho- hobbled right now, and I would say um, it's probably in their best interest to get all those guys as healthy as possible as soon as they can. Um, I would like to see them come back from the Ravens game just because that's a seeding game, in my opinion. Um, when you look at the top four seeds in the AFC, um, the Dolphins, the uh, Jaguars, Ravens, and Chiefs, um, you know, whoever wins that Jaguars Ravens game, it's going to have a higher seed. Um, and for all, you know, it could be, uh, you know, in the bracket away from the chiefs, which is always a good place to be come playoff time, even though the chiefs have their deficiencies, deficiencies as well, excuse me. Um, but I thought this was a good win for the Bengals. Um, obviously with their backup situation, it looked like Jake Browning had the better game for the Bengals than like the jets have had offensively all year long. Um, which is incredible to see like Jamar Chase is still a monster 11 catches, you know, close to 150 yards and a touchdown in that game. Um, I mean, Jake Browning probably has the best job in the NFL, throw it to one and throw it to five. And if 83 is open, give it to him or hand it off to Joe Mixon. Like there's not a lot for him to mess up. Right. Right. A lot of other teams in the league don't have that kind of weaponry. Um, So I, I, I think the Bengals kind of showed to me a little bit, I put them along there with the Bills too. Like this, this AFC pitcher can shake out anyway. I don't think any of these teams that are in the mix right now without a starting quarterback really has what it takes to kind of finish the rest of the way strong. Like the Steelers are seven and five, the Browns are seven and five. I mean, the Colts are seven and five. Broncos, excuse me, Bengals six and six, right? Broncos, Bills, and the Texans all have starting quarterbacks. All very much still in the picture, man, if you want to sneak into the playoff mix. Um, you know, so I, I think Jacksonville needs to get healthy in a hurry. Um, and I'm really excited to see how this playoff mix shows out, man, because a lot of teams are going to be getting into it. A lot of teams are going to get eliminated in some matchups later on this year. And there's still plenty to see with what the Chiefs do, because um, I'm not very confident. I know you're not in how they could come out of the AFC this year. I'm shocked, Safit. You basically said – the Chargers still have a chance. No, 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 no. I don't know if you heard me correctly. I, I don't know if you heard me correctly, Tyler. I said, That's what you said. No, no, no. I said about, um, you know, at least 12 AFC teams get to the playoffs, and I did not say that one. I didn't oh, okay. say that one. I think the Jets have a better chance to get the playoffs than the Chargers. <laughs> oh, man. Well, yeah, I mean, it's become a battle of attrition in the AFC. I feel sorry for a lot of these teams because you look at, like, say, the Browns and their quarterback situation. Uh, The Jets, 
if, if they had a, a competent quarterback, they would be uh, in the wild card race right now. It's it's just a, a abomination what I see from the Jets right now. And the Jaguars, it, it seems like they dodged a major bullet. So let's hope that Trevor Lawrence can come back sooner than later. But I don't know if he should play in uh, this week's game against the uh, Browns. And then I'm not trotting him out there against the Baltimore Ravens either with their history of getting after quarterbacks. I mean, <laughs> that, that's not a game I'm going to be comfortable with with a, a less than 100% quarterback. I'm, I'm just saying. But yeah. with, with the playoffs, uh, uh, you know, standings on the line and uh, jostling for position, I, I understand it. But, yeah, it when these you look at these teams that aren't uh, having quarterback uh, issues and like the Buffalo Bills, this is an opportunity for them to climb up the rankings. This is, like you said, it's an opportunity for the Denver Broncos to climb up. But you know who the Denver Broncos play this weekend. So I don't know, Safet. The other team that you think doesn't have a chance. The other team, I think the Chargers, that's going to be a, a, a mid-off, if, in my opinion. <laughs> Broncos, Chargers. It's going to be a mid-off to see who's more mid <laughs> in the NFL. Um, look, I think a lot of teams have a chance to get in. I think the Colts have a good chance. They figured it out with Cole Minshew and, um, you know, and Zach Moss. It, it's it's incredible to see that they're 7-5 right now. They're one of the most competitive teams in the league. Um, obviously, the Houston Texans have – uh, what they have going on, they had a big win over the Broncos last week. And like I said, they were, you know, inches away from beating the Jaguars. They're definitely on the come up. Um, you know, the Broncos, you can't count them out. Their defense is really good. Um, their offense is really bad um, at times. But um, they had enough defense to win five straight games and kind of get back into the mix. And when you look at Buffalo, Buffalo has a big game against the Chiefs this week, too, um, which, you know, for all you know, if you put the, the Bills and Chiefs right now, I mean, the, the Chiefs have a better record, but I think offensively they might be on the same page right now. Like you're just they're looking for a second receiver, right? They're looking for some playmakers. Um, I, I would say the, the Chiefs defense is arguably way better than the Bills mm -hmm. defense, so it's going to be a low-scoring game in my opinion, and I think the defense will come out and help there. But um, the AFC window, man, it's crazy. The Steelers don't have a quarterback. The Bengals don't have a quarterback. The Browns don't have a quarterback. Somehow these teams are all in the, this, the you know, discussion right now. And for me, it just makes the road to the AFC a little bit more, I guess, easier for a lot of teams. Like, I think the Chiefs still have it pretty easy. Uh, you know, they have the experience. They have a couple playmakers. They just have to make it work. The Dolphins have had the easiest schedule in the NFL. I'm glad you've been um, there playing a lot of games. They played a lot of games at home too. Yeah. I'll admit that. Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm biased, but I'm not all the way. Biased, right? <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, the dolphins have had the easiest schedule in the NFL and they're going to play, I believe five or the last six at home. They only go to Baltimore to end this season. Um, you know, so they have everything on their side. Um, they just have to beat some teams at the end. And when I look at Jacksonville, it's about them getting healthy. And I think Baltimore is, you know, Lamar and, and that offense continuing to hum, you know, to the tune of nine wins like they have already. And they're coming off a bye at this late in the season, which is a really great time to have a bye. So the AFC is wide open, Tyler. It's wide open because the Chiefs are not as dominant as they once were. And there's a lot of teams that could get in the mix. And who knows? Any of those five, six, seven teams, whether it's, you know, Buffalo or Houston, one of those teams can upset a top four seed. It's very, very feasible. So, Safet, I'm going to ask you then, 
Who are the three wild card teams in the AFC when it's all said and done? I'm gonna answer. Uh, not the you. Chargers. Not no, the Chargers. I'm, just pick pick three. Pick three. <laughs> not the Chargers. Um, I'm gonna go Houston. Um mm-hmm. ooh, I, I, I'm gonna go Indy. <laughs> mm. And um man, I might have to go with Cincy, which is all very crazy. I think the Bills no, kind of play no those. Bills. The Bills have wow. lost too many games already, in my opinion. Um, you know, their, their next loss or two could break their back pretty much. Um, and I mean, you could say the same thing for all those other teams, to be honest. I think the Bengals, Bills, and uh, the Texans probably have the most talent mm-hmm. uh, to get it done, but it, getting it done is another story. Which team is going to fall out, Tyler? I think the Steelers and the Browns fall out, and I think the Colts fall out. I don't think any of the three teams right now in the wild card position uh, get in. I think uh, the Texans get in. <sighs> then it's it's a tough one. Don't you say the Chargers? Don't you dare I'm, say the Chargers? I'm still go, I'm still going to go out on the limb, and I'm going to say the Bills and Chargers. Wow, Bills and Chargers. Bills <laughs> get in with, set, with seven or eight losses, and so do the Chargers. That would be insane. Look, I think yeah. Miranda Staley gets fired after the Broncos beat them. On and a, and, that, and that is only because the quarterback <laughs> situation in Pittsburgh and Cleveland. And, I mean, I, I still don't trust the Colts. I think they're playing in over their heads a little bit. But credit to them because they're winning these games. I just they're think they seven and five, right man. They yeah. got a really good offense. They have more they offense than a lot of other teams in the NFL right now. Pretty good on defense. Zach Moss has played really good without Jonathan Taylor, and he's going to play without him again because of that thumb injury. And uh, look, they got a new coach too, man. New coach is is putting some, uh, you know, putting some motivation in these guys. They they celebrated wildly after their win last week. Um, you know, good for them. Good for them. It's it's probably a feel good story that's not being talked about enough. Part of me just wants to see Josh Allen. CJ Stroud and Justin Herbert also in the playoffs. I mean, I don't want to no offense to Gardner Minshew, but I don't I don't want to see him in the playoffs. I, I mean, I, I don't want to see oh. Joe Flacco, even though he's a Super Bowl <laughs> champion, but that seems like 20 years ago. I don't yeah. want to see him in, in, the, mm. in the playoffs. I'm, I'm this brings up this brings I don't want to see Kenny very... Pickett. No. No. Mitch Trubinsky. No, come on. Come on, Oh, okay. So so you're you're of the believing that FSU should not have gotten into the playoffs, huh, huh Tyler? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> Alabama deserved it, and that's why I'm wearing red, too. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. I can see Roll that, okay? Tide. <laughs> College football playoff talk is always great. I covered Florida State for a couple years before I started covering the NFL. I was also an AP voter for the top 25 votes, so – I understand why FSU is very, very livid at the decision. I also agree with what the committee did. I'd rather see Texas and Alabama than FSU stink up the playoff because of the QB situation. You're also a Florida graduate, Sothet. You, you failed, you, you failed you to about? mention that. You failed to mention that. You, you're, a little mention, bit, you're a little I bit biased. I absolutely love, absolutely love what happened to FSU, man. <laughs> Thank you. going to go to the Orange Bowl and play Georgia? All right, go ahead, man. Go – Go, I'm glad that they're going to ruin the day before New Year's Eve instead of ruining the playoff in New Year's, in New Year's for us. I just don't think their quarterback situation is going to work out. And uh, I think that's enough college football talk for us on the NFL podcast, Tyler. Okay. Fine. <laughs>
Tyler, let's talk about the 49ers and Eagles game. The real reason why you and I are wearing red and Kelly green. Uh, the 49ers obviously went into Philly and handed the Eagles a beatdown, a real good beatdown, 42 to 19 on Sunday afternoon. Debo Samuel had two touchdowns. Brock Purdy threw for four touchdowns. I did not see that coming out of Brock Purdy. That's for sure. Um, Tyler, what did we what did we learn from this 49ers game over the Eagles? Soffit, a great philosopher once said, revenge is like the sweetest joy. Do you know which philosopher that was? That sounds like something Bill, Marce- uh, Bill Parcells might have said. <laughs> no. Or it's Confucius. No, it, it was actually uh, Tupac Amari Shakur, which is also the uh, best rapper of all time. <laughs> one of the, one of the great, one of the great the ph- philosophers of our time. Yes, yes, yes one yes, of yes. the great philosophers and the best rapper of all time. I won't finish the rest of that bar that Tupac said, but I, I just watched that game and I was like, man, that Debo Samuel had on his black Air Force Ones. You know, he's about that business when you wear those black Air Forces. And the 49ers just went into Philadelphia and just bullied the Eagles. Basically beat the Eagles at their own game, but the 49ers just do it better, and they're the more physical team, and they have rely on pre-snap motion, and they have players who excel in yak, yards after catch. And it was yeah. just a, a clinic at Lincoln Financial Field on offense and on defense. And to me, it was a statement when – where the 49ers made a resounding statement in NFC that they are the team to beat. Um, I still do. I'm hot. I'm a big believer in the Eagles. I think they're the second best team in the NFC, but it, they're going to have, they're going to have their hands full against the 49ers, especially if the 49ers are healthy. The 49ers have illustrated that they're almost unbeatable when Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle, uh, Brock Purdy, are all healthy on the field. Trent Williams, too. If they're unhealthy on the field, the 49ers, they're basically unbeatable. And their defense came to play as long as their secondary holds up. They have the best front seven in football. Man, 49ers are going to be a tough, a tough out, Soffit. I'm telling you. Yeah, I mean, you're not telling me anything I don't know. They're, they're the best team in the NFL after last week. Um I think the win obviously meant a lot for them. Um, you know, wearing the all black. It wasn't just Debo, it was all the players were all black. They were in unison. Um, you know, and this was their Super Bowl for them, in my opinion. Um, this was a chance to get revenge from last year. Uh, it was a chance for them to to win a big game, right? We saw them go on their three game skid because um, you know, the left tackle was injured and and McCaffrey was injured as well, I believe, right? Or excuse me, Debo, Debo was injured. injured. Mm-hmm. Debo was injured, not McCaffrey. Um you know, this was, their, in my opinion, this was their Super Bowl um, at the moment. I think San Fran can win some big games. I just know when the big games come to them, what happens? They kind of lose, man. They lost to the, to the Eagles last season. They lost to the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Uh, they were Shanahan. hurt against the Eagles. Yeah, they were hurt. They lost. They lost, though. They still lost. They could have been wearing all black and playing really well in the last game, too, right? Stop it. They could have done you and that. I could have played quarterback for the 49ers uh, no, last I'm year's championship game. Happen, I saw what happened <laughs> about Purdy's elbow. I'm good on that one. Um, look, for, for me, the Eagles – I mean, excuse me, the 49ers go as far as Kyle Shanahan calls a great game and Brock Purdy plays it. Um, mm-hmm. They did it really well against Philly last week, um, and we'll see how they go the rest of the season. Um, for me, in my opinion, 
I'm not worried about the Eagles at all. This was probably the only team in the NFL that could have done this to them. And they're going to have a chance to see them again later on this year. I think the Eagles, this was a perfect loss at the right time for them, even though there's no such thing probably as a perfect loss or anything like that for, for NFL teams. But um, it was a good reset the barometer for them because now they're going to Dallas this week. And we know the Cowboys don't beat anybody really good. They're like the they're like the Dolphins in the NFC right now. <laughs> the Cowboys have been playing really good, lights out, but they've beaten the teams in front of them. And this is a good time for Philly to kind of just reset a little bit and realize, look, we can go win the NFC East next week. Um, and it's an opportunity to solidify our top four standing and continue to be one of the best teams in the NFL and keep the number one seed in the NFC. That's the biggest thing for me that kind of came out of this game is the Eagles record is still tops in the NFL and San Fran just got back into the mix as number two, right? Um, so which team wins out? That's what I'm interested to see, Tyler. Who's going to win out? Is it going to be San Fran or is it going to be Philly? It's going to be difficult. I I believe San Francisco wins out. I don't know if it's going to matter, though. Uh, the Eagles, they could very well. I, I wouldn't shock me if they won out as well. But the 49ers just proved that they can go in Philly, in brotherly love, eat a Philadelphia cheesesteak, wear all black, and beat the Eagles. So I, can they do it I again? They care. Can they do it again? Yeah. Yes, they can. Yes. Okay. <laughs> what I saw, yes. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. From what I saw, I can definitely see that. And I can also see the Eagles handing it to them as well if they had to come back from Philly. Uh, look at the rest of the schedule for these guys. Uh, the Eagles, Tyler, Cowboys, at Cowboys, at Seahawks, little tough stretch, two, two row games straight. Giants, Cardinals, Giants. <laughs> Should be all right. I think the Eagles, uh, excuse me, the 49ers stretch. Uh, Seahawks, at Cardinals, home against the Ravens. Um, in Washington against Commanders, and then at home to finish the season against the Rams. So, that Christmas game against the Ravens, that's going to be a really good game. That could be a Super Bowl preview topic. It could be. It would be your Super Bowl preview for sure. Mm-hmm. Your Super Bowl pre- preview for sure. But um, there's still plenty of football left, man. The standings are going to shake out how they shake out. I think the Eagles will be in good shape. And um, I don't know, man. I think home – sure, San Fran won that game last week, but – I don't know if they could beat Philly like that two times in a row. Cool. Tyler, let's move on. Are we going to talk about the Chiefs again? Are we really going to talk about the Chiefs again, Tyler? Because this loss over Green Bay on Sunday Night Football was more of the same. Uh, Patrick Mahomes had about three or four chances in that second half, particularly in the fourth quarter, to help the Chiefs take the lead, and they were not able to get it done, man. Um, This was a game where – Kelsey had his boo boo thing, Taylor Swift in the stands, and this is probably his worst game that he had. Kelsey looks a little old to me, man. I'll, I'll be honest. He looks a little old. Pacheco is a monster. I thought it was a really bad mistake by him to punch that Packers player during that one play in the fourth quarter with 40 seconds left. He wasn't on the field for the Chiefs during their you know comeback attempt in the final minute. I think that really hurt them. And then uh, Rasheed Rice was a little quiet in this game, but so was the rest of the, uh, the Chiefs receivers, they really tried hard to make it work with Valdez Scantling because he played for Green Bay and they were trying to make a long pass to him so he can have that moment. But they need to put that in the bag altogether, man. They need to stop doing all that. Um, do you think the Chiefs are OK still with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid despite their receiver situation, Tyler? Well, let me just say this. The officiating to end that game was atrocious. 
uh, Patrick Mahomes was still in bounds when he got pushed out. It should not have been, uh, you know, personal foul. Uh, uh, MVS had was jumped on and that was <laughs> grabbed. Was got mugged. The defender, yeah, defender was basically on his back before the ball got there. They did not throw a flag. And then I didn't really mind the no call at the last desperation throw when Travis Kelsey got pushed in the back. I mean, I get it. It it, it could have been called, but I, I'm not going to call that to end the game. But those two others uh, were a terrible, terrible uh, missed call in that call. But stop it. I sound like a broken record. That This is probably what's going to keep the Chiefs from defending their Super Bowl is their passing situation. And it's Travis Kelsey or Rasheed Rice or Isaiah Pacheco coming out the backfield. That, I mean, that's their offense. Uh, if they don't have a good running game and, you know, dink and dunk down the field and manufacture plays in their passing attack, it, it's they don't really have guys that can separate. And it's like Andy Reid has to scheme up plays to get players open. MVS is not the player that the Chiefs need him to be. And, I mean, you look at Sky Moore, he's not it, – It's I've been saying it all year. They need those players to step up, and they haven't been able to. Now, Rasheed Rice, he's going to be a fine player, but he's still a rookie, and he goes through rookie growing pains, has has some drops. But he, he he's, you know, decent, but he's not – the Chiefs need him to be their <laughs> Juju Smith-Schuster or, I mean, on a much lower scale, their Tyreek Hill just to make plays outside of Travis yeah. Kelsey. And they, I don't think he can do that at this point in his career. So the Chiefs have to kind of manufacture offense on the outside. And I, I just don't think that they can do that against the premier teams uh, in the AFC to uh, win a Super Bowl. But who, who are the premier teams, Tyler? Who are the premier teams in the AFC, Tyler? The Ravens. No, no, no. I, the Dolphins are a premier team. However, <laughs> oh, however, wow. the Chief, the Chief, the Chiefs can't be the Dolphins. The Chiefs already proved they can be the Dolphins. I don't know yeah, if they, they can beat the Ravens though. And they're lucky Joe Burrow isn't healthy <laughs> because the Bengals would probably beat the Chiefs uh, in their rematch and their rivalry if in a playoff bout if they had a healthy Joe Burrow because the Chiefs, agree. man, <clears throat> it, it's going to be a problem for them coming out of AFC South. You also said something else that that intrigued me because you said the Chiefs dink and dunk. I thought only Tua did that. You're saying Mahomes no, no, dinks and dunks this year too. So Tua does it, but he has Tyree Kill, so he you know lofts these forty yard passes, and Tyree oh, Kill okay. makes it look like it's a deep pass because he takes a forty yard mm. pass to the house. But Tua oh, does have good. a noodle arm. He does have you a know. Arm. You know he said He's it. Accurate, he said though. it. He's accurate. He said it during the Manning cast. You know, he doesn't have the Patrick Mahomes arm. He doesn't need it, though. He doesn't need it. I wasn't watching the Manning cast. I was watching the re- the real games of it. You, you know what? <laughs> On the real broadcast. Not, not a lot of other people are watching the Manning cast this year either, Tyler. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it is okay. Look, I, this is the most, you know, to circle back to what we said earlier, this is the most wide open the AFC is, man. Um, it's going to be really interesting, interesting to see how this shakes out, um, you know, because of all the quarterback play uh, that we have here. A lot of injured QBs, 
a lot of teams at the top right now. It seems top heavy and the middle class is very, very populated right now. So we'll see how this goes, man. But before we get out of here and into our picks, we got to talk about one of those lower class teams, man. And somehow, someway, Zach Wilson and the New York Jets continue to be forced down our throats in the NFL news cycle. Uh, this week, there was a report out by The Athletic that said Zach Wilson was reluctant to uh, assume the starting job again from the Jets after he was benched the last two games for two backups, one of which was just released on Tuesday. Uh, so Tim Boyle is no longer on the Jets. He started the last two games. Trevor Simeon came on last week for them. I really don't know why we're talking about these bad quarterbacks, but um, Robert Sala, the Jets coach, kind of um, you know dismissed this athletic report. Aaron Rodgers was on Pat McAfee, and he very much dismissed the report, said that it attacked Zach Wilson's character. Uh, Tyler, I wanted to ask you something. You know, we don't know if this is true or not true on Zach Wilson not wanting to play again for the Jets, if that is the case or not. Robert Sala said that Zach Wilson told him he wants to play, but I want to ask this question to you, Tyler. Is Zach Wilson justified in telling the Jets, like, nah, I'm good. You guys have treated me really badly, putting me in and out the lineup, at your whatever you want, having me take all the blame for the offensive problems? Or is this Zach Wilson's last chance to really prove that he has something in him that another NFL team would be like, hey, Zach, come be our backup next year. Zach Wilson isn't justified. Um, as a quarterback, as an athlete, as any player on the NFL roster, for coach asks you to play and go in, unless you are injured, unless you are in danger, you should go in. And for I'm not saying Zach Wilson did what re- is the report that's out there, but for him, for his sake, he should want to play so he can get some good reps on tape. This is an audition for Zach Wilson for his next role, which isn't going to be with the Jets. For to be a backup somewhere, Zach mm-hmm. Wilson needs to prove that he's can play mediocre level football or at, at least be a game manager because Zach Wilson – I mean, what he has right now, he's in danger of not being an NFL player anymore if he continues down the path that he's on. So if I'm Zach Wilson and the Jets want me to play and start at quarterback to finish out the rest of the season, I am doing it because I want to prove that I can play NFL quarterback and I want to put some good film, some good play on tape for my next team. This is an audition. So Zach Wilson needs to play. I I disagree with you wholeheartedly here. We've seen so much of Zach Wilson already. I don't think there's anything positive that he could do on the field uh, in these next couple of games, man, to help him out. We already know what he is. Zach Wilson is a very limited quarterback who's been in a very bad situation with the Jets. Two different offensive coordinators, um, you know, in and out of the lineup as the starter, the scapegoat for all of their offensive problems. Um, I'm not sure if this report from the athletic is true, but if Zach Wilson would, were to tell the Jets, nah, man, I'm good. You guys figured it out and tell my agent to force my release and let me get out of here. Hopefully I can come on as a backup with another team. You know, I would fully support that more than him playing. I don't think Zach Wilson has anything more to prove. We've seen so much of him already. 
He can't get to his second read or his third read. When uh, it's past three seconds, he holds onto the football and he gets sacked, right? He has a defensive coach that prefers him to not turn the ball over. And when you have a coach telling you, hold on to it, don't turn it over, it limits your ability to play freely and to kind of be a little bit more loose with the football and just let it fly. He doesn't have the freedom to really play um, as he could play. Um, you know, if, if, if Zach Wilson, if Sean McVay was like, hey, man, I need a backup for Stafford, you don't think Zach Wilson would do a little better with the Rams? Or if Mike McDaniel was like, hey, we need a backup for Tua, you don't think Zach Wilson could probably flourish just like Tua's flourished? I don't know that maybe going too far, Tyler. But, you know, I think I think Zach Wilson has a role in the NFL. I think he'll be a backup again and have another opportunity. Um, and hopefully it's with an offensive coach that's going to fully support him and not a defensive coach that could limit him. But um, his days are over with the Jets, and I, I, I've seen enough of him in New York as well. So the only reason why I push back with you is we've seen a disaster in New York with the Jets happen before and Geno Smith, and he turned around and revitalized his career with the Seattle Seahawks. And Zach Wilson has been – a disaster in New York. I'll be the first to say that. But how do you get better as a quarterback? You need repetition. You need timeout on the field. You need snaps. Zach Wilson can get better if he's out there on the field, even if it is a bad situation. Make a bad situation a little bit better. Even if it's not great, but you can make it a little bit better. There have been very few, very few moments <laughs> that Zach Wilson has been like, okay, it was a decent throw. Or, okay, that was a decent decision. It was your first read, but it was a decent decision. And he made a pretty decent pass. So build on those little baby steps and go out and finish the season. I think that could be a positive for him. I hear what you're saying, but if you sit out and – don't play the rest of the year, then all the teams remember you for is the disaster that happened and how you did not finish the season rather than just saying, okay, I'm going to finish the season. I know it hasn't worked out, but I'm going to swallow my pride and just finish it out. Even though this has been a disaster, but I'm going to make the best of a bad situation. We'll see what the Jets do. They're going to name a starting quarterback this week. They play the Texans. Um, and obviously that's not going to go good for the Jets as well. <laughs> as many games have not this season. Tyler, let's make our picks, man. It's my favorite time of the podcast. Tyler and I make picks to five NFL games this week coming up. As a reminder, guys, sometimes Tyler has been 5-0 and several times this season. Safet has also been 5-0 and several times this season. We've also had a couple one and fours too, so we'll take our picks very lightly. Uh, but Tyler, let's get into the first matchup I wanted to talk about: the Jacksonville Jaguars going into Cleveland to play the Cleveland Browns. Obviously, we know the injury situation going on with Trevor Lawrence may or may not play. Travis Etienne, Christian Kirk, all of their leaders on offense are very, very banged up. While the Browns are still kind of humming away, took a loss to the Rams last week, but uh, you know, backup quarterback situation. They're one of many teams playing a backup. And you have Jerome Ford and Kareem Hunt running the ball as well. Tyler, who you got in this one, Jacksonville or the Browns? This is a tough pick because I don't know who's going to start a quarterback for either team. Is it going to be <laughs> Joe Flacco? Is it going to be DTR for the Browns? Man, mm -hmm. Is Trevor Lawrence going to be healthy? 
I guess I'm going to just go ahead and pick the Browns because they're playing at home, and I don't think Trevor Lawrence is going to play. And if he does play, he's not going to be 100%, and the Browns can at least lean on their running game and lean on their top-rated defense in the NFL. So I got Cleveland begrudgingly. Begrudgingly. I'm I'm, I'm going to begrudgingly pick the Jaguars in this one. I'm going to take – I'm going to take C.J. Beathard with Calvin Ridley healthy, with Zay Jones healthy, with Evan Ingram healthy. I don't know who the running back, backup running back is for uh, for the Jaguars. Maybe Travis Anthony plays through a ribs injury to help him out. I don't know, but I'll take the Jaguars to, to liven up our picks here, Tyler. What do you think about that? I hope it snows in Cleveland, so just a bad weather game. And <laughs> just make it interesting somehow. Maybe Mother Nature does. Maybe it does as well. Second game on our on our list here. We got the Detroit Lions nine and three going up to Chicago. Hopefully, there's no snow there. Maybe there was. Well, we don't know, but uh, they're going to play the Chicago Bears. Both these teams met a couple weeks ago with the Lions beating the Bears thirty-one to twenty-six. Obviously, a big NFC North matchup. The Bears have been four and eight. They just won their first division game. Can you believe that? Matt Eberflus won their first division game. Um, you know, when they played the Vikings uh, on Monday Night Football a, little, a couple of weeks ago. But Lions-Bears, do you think the Bears have a chance to upset the Lions this week, Tyler? The Bears are playing better. I will give them that. They did play the Lions competitive uh, a few weeks ago, but come on, Sothet. The Bears aren't going to beat the Bears aren't going to beat the Lions. It, it, this game is not going to be close. The Lions uh, realized what they did a few weeks ago, and it was a humble pie against uh, Green Bay. They righted the ship against the Saints, and they're going to beat the Bears in Chicago by at least go, two scores. Yeah, wow. Well, I think it's going to be a little bit closer. I'm going to take the Lions as well. I think the Bears' offense is really good. I mean, Justin Fields is back, and DJ Moore, they play really well together. Cole Komet as well, too. Um, I'm worried about the Bears' running back situation. They got a lot of injuries there with Foreman, Herbert just coming back. I only know this because I have I'm scrambling for running backs in my fantasy leagues. Um, To be very honest with you guys, but um, good good admission. Good admission, yeah. Look. But uh, Detroit is playing really well. Uh, you know, they always kind of bounce back after a loss, and they did that last week against the Saints. Um, and I think they're, you know, they're a team that can go into Chicago and beat that. I think they're that tough, you know, enough. They're not, you know, any one of those other teams that are kind of indoor teams that aren't tough on the road. So I'm going to go with Detroit as well. Tyler, we got the mid-off. We got the mid-off coming up. We got the Denver Broncos going to face the Los Angeles Chargers. I know you're going to be at that game, Tyler, to see your boys Sean Payton, Russell Wilson, and Justin Herbert up in center. But the Broncos are 6-6 six and six coming off a loss against the Texans, but they did win five in a row before that, whereas the Chargers squeaked by, man, squeaked by with the 6-0 six and six and oh win over the Patriots. I'm just, so, I'm just so over the Chargers, Tyler. I'm so over them. They just infuriate me. Brandon Staley... Um, I think he's done after this week. I think if the Broncos win, Brandon Staley's done. He shouldn't be allowed to finish the season. I just don't understand how the Chargers can play up to good teams and then play down to bad teams each and every week. Like, they're never the aggressor. They're always mm-hmm. doing what the other team does. You want to go play 6-0 and against the Patriots? Go ahead and have a bad offense. You want to light it up when the Packers and the Dolphins play? Go light it up, too. It makes literally no sense, man. I'm taking the Broncos in this one, and I'm calling for Brandon Staley's job 
on sun on Monday morning. What about you, Tyler? What do you say? Safa, did you already admit that you're a Chargers hater? Did you already admit that publicly? They are so frustrating. They're so bad. I won't hate them when they have a new coach next year. Okay. Well, Safit has admitted to me privately that he's a Chargers hater. And whoa, whoa, whoa. we're talking about hater. private stuff here. That's not fair. <laughs> it's not fair, Tyler. Okay. 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 They're, lies. They're lies. Right. I, okay. Fake news. I digress. Fake news. I, I digress. Um, this is going to be an interesting game because both teams kind of need it to keep their slim playoff hopes alive. The Broncos, well, the Chargers more so than Broncos. The Broncos have a little bit better playoff hopes because they are uh, one game better than the Chargers. Yeah, it, I've said it before and I'll say it again. If the Chargers do not make the playoffs, Brandon Staley doesn't deserve to be back. And so I believe the Chargers are going to come out to play and they are going to win and stop this battle of mid-off, the mid-off. And I'm going to be right again, Soffit. So Tyler, I think the Chargers are going to win by at least seven points. On a scale from one to ten, how confident are you in that pick? 90%. It better be lower than a floor. It better be 90%. A floor, it's got to be lower than a four. Get out of here. <laughs> a nine. A nine, Soffit. We should, we should do our dinner bet on, on this game. Oh, didn't I win the dinner bet last week? I think you did. You definitely did. Oh, oh you yeah. cheese thing. Oh, you cheese thing. Without, cheese, so, so without the cheese. Without, without the cheese. Yes, yes, yes. Will you accept me, Brian? I should get two. I, I should get two over the charge for that beat down. Um, you probably, yeah. yeah. What What does Denver have? What is Denver known for? I don't know, man. We're, we're doing a double nothing bet, double or nothing on this one. You take it or not? We got two more picks to go through. Fine, Tyler. fine I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll All take right, it. I'll take it. Two more picks, and finally some good games, right? We got the Buffalo Bills going into Kansas City to play the Chiefs. You guys know the history in this one from AFC playoff game to the overtime game to 12 seconds. This is probably going to be a very evenly matchup outside of the fact that Kansas City has the defense here. I'm going with the Chiefs in this one, Tyler. Um, I think it's going to be a really rough rough day for the Bills. I think they're going to be competitive. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think they're just going to leave the game heartbroken, though. Soffit is only going against the Bills because he wants the Dolphins to win the AFC East, y'all. Um, uh, but I'm going to I'm going to agree with him. I think the Chiefs <laughs> are going to win this game uh, just because they have the more complete team, and I think they're just going they're just better. They're better. Soffit. I mean, they have the Chiefs. The, the Bills have the best receiver in the game. The Chiefs have the best tight end. Uh, who's the best? Like, second is Gabe Davis good? You, like, would you put Gabe Davis? The Chiefs have the best. The chief. The Chiefs have the best running back. They yes, have the best they do. Line. The best coach. They have the best. They have the best coach. The best, best defensive. The best defensive player. The best barbecue. Uh, the weather's hit or miss. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but Niagara Falls is great at Buffalo. That's it, though. Niagara Falls isn't in Buffalo. It's driving distance it's- from Buffalo. It's a little close away. All right, cool. Uh, obviously, <laughs> taking the Chiefs in this one. Tyler, game of the week right here. Philadelphia Eagles going into Dallas to face the Cowboys. Eagles coming off the loss against the 49ers, and the Cowboys are 9-3. and three And really on a roll, man. Really on a roll, winning their last four, and I believe five are the last six. Tyler, the NFC East is on the line this week. I'm taking the Eagles in Dallas. I don't think the Cowboys have faced anybody really, you know, Bold and brave, they've lost when they played those games. Um, and I think this Philly, the Philly uh, loss to San Fran was a good wake up call for the Eagles. I don't think the Eagles are going to uh let up against the Cowboys. Who, who you got winning that one? 
I think the Eagles loss, it was a wake up call and they are going to be more focused and more motivated to right the ship and get a win in Dallas and make a statement of their own that the NFC East is theirs and they are the NFC title winners. And so I have Philadelphia winning in Jerry world this weekend. And again, I'm excited to watch. There's a reason I, I made my pick first because you said everything I said, you know, so that's not helped true. Us, helped us, helped us both out there, Tyler, helped us both out guys. Thanks for listening to another edition of it's a football podcast brought to you by USA today sports. Uh, we can't wait to see how this week's games unfold. Can't wait to see how the NFL season finishes out. We got a long way to go, but uh, we're in de- December now, man. December football now, Tyler. I'm going to have I'm two dinners after next week. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys.